Mark your calendar, my weekly market review, January 1st, 2023. To reiterate what I said last week, the absolutely key question when it comes to financial markets in 2023 is, will inflation fall faster than economic growth and earnings? Mark your calendars for when we will get the next hints at an answer. Thursday, January 12th, when the US Consumer Price Index CPI measurement retail inflation is released. Why it's important? The key for the next CPI report and every CPI report in 2023 is solid evidence of continued downward momentum and inflation. Specifically, the headline CPI number turning negative month over month, down from the 0.1% increase last month, and the year-over-year reading falling below last month's 7.1%. Even more important than headline CPI, however, is the core CPI reading, as it will give us a better view of service sector inflation. Markets will want to see tangible declines from the 0.2 month-over-month and 6% year-over-year increases that we saw in November. If we see this hoped-for trajectory, stocks could definitely begin to pick themselves up off the floor. A failure on the part of the CPI data to come through with these improvements, however, could be very damaging indeed. Friday, January 13th through Friday, January 27th, which is the meat of the Q4 2022 earnings season. Why it's important. One of the main reasons stocks dropped in December was the growing concern about the likely state of corporate earnings in 2023. If the general tendency of Q4 earnings is disappointing, that will begin to weigh heavily on stocks. Conversely, If earnings are more resilient than currently feared, then that will be an early positive catalyst. Bottom line, markets enter 2023 at an important transition point. One path is paved with continued disinflation, resilient earnings, gently moderating growth, a more balanced labor market with higher unemployment and rising stock and bond prices. The other path, is paved with sticky inflation, rapidly slowing growth, a continued tight labor market with low unemployment, and continually falling stock and bond prices. These two data points in January will offer important clues as to towards which path the markets are heading. Nothing new was really added to the overall narrative during what was a low-volume trading week with a somewhat negative feel to it. Traders trickle back from the holiday break with exactly the same lack of excitement for growth-focused stocks that they've had for pretty much all of 2022. Markets churned back and forth aimlessly all week. A daily average of only around 3 billion shares changed hands on the New York Stock Exchange last week versus the year-to-date average of more than 4.6 billion. Low trading volume can exacerbate daily moves. There are just fewer traders at their desks inclined to step in and counter any trend that develops. The final grisly scorecard for calendar year 2022 was a 19% decline for the S&P 500, its biggest pullback since 2008 and fourth worst year in its history, and a 33% decline for the NASDAQ, also its worst year since 2008. 
And add to that, of course, a collapse in government bond prices as yields spiked with the Fed's aggressive interest rate hiking policy, as well as the implosion of the whole crypto ecosystem in a mushroom cloud of fraud and deceit. There was an unfortunate behavioral tendency early in a calendar year that can be summed up in the expression, things had better improve quickly or I'm out. Referring, of course, to clients throwing in the towel and selling out of stock positions because the turnaround does not appear imminent. This is, of course, the exact opposite of what is sensible, but still many people do it. We are experiencing historic times in financial markets. Most investors have some kind of combination of both stocks and bonds. The year that just ended was the most difficult for stocks since 2008 and the worst year for bonds in any of our lifetimes at the same time. Never before in history have stocks and bonds both fallen by double digits in the same calendar year. That makes it a really, really bad time to sell if you don't have to. It also makes it a really, really good time to buy stock ETFs if you have a long-term time horizon. Market history is extremely clear. Periods like this in the market provide opportunities to help secure your long-term financial future. As long as you resist the urge for short-term protection at the expense of longer-term gains. The actions you take at a time like this determine the end balance of money available to you in the far future to a much greater degree than the actions you take during those years where the stock market is simply moving higher all the time. Almost every year from 2009 to 2021, for example. There is definitely light at the end of the tunnel, but the problem is we have no idea how long this current tunnel may be. While we can never know where we're going, we ought to try to understand where we are. The goal of this weekly market report and the quarterly market reviews, look out for one of those next time, uh, sometime this week, is to help you recognize why markets are falling at the moment, but also to show you what I believe likely needs to be in place for this bear market to finally end. There is a legitimate path to a rebound in early 2023. Not an easy one, but it does exist and also to put everything in its proper long-term context.